0: Is God's love unconditional? Where in scripture do we find this notion of the unconditional love of God? If God's love is absolutely unconditional, why do we tell people that they have to repent and have faith in order to be saved? God sets forth clear conditions for a person to be saved. It may be true that in some sense God loves even those who fail to meet the conditions of salvation, but that subtlety is often missed by the hearer when the preacher declares the unconditional love of God. It has become fashionable in evangelical circles to speak somewhat glibly of the unconditional love of God. It is certainly a pleasing message for people to hear and conform to a certain kind of political correctness. In our desire to communicate to people the sweetness of the gospel, the readiness of God to cover our sins with forgiveness, and the incredible depth of his love displayed on the cross, we indulge in a, an expression, an over-the-top expression of the scope and extent of his love people hear that God will continue to love them and accept them no matter what they do or how they live. We might as well declare an unabashed universalism as to declare the unconditional love of God without a clear and careful qualification of what that means. Now, today, in the 21st century, we're in stark contrast to what was the preaching that took place in the 18th and the 19th century with the um, evangelicals then and the evangelists the early evangelists, um, evangelists, excuse me they wanted a fire and brimstone this is how this is what was preached and it was um, it was called the scare theology that approach has given way to the more positive of God's love so we know that we couldn't do the wrath of God the wrath of God the wrath of God and a steady dose of that that scare theology that was taking place you know like of Jonathan Edwards preaching um, and that and just giving a steady dose of that to people. But now we've just, the pendulum has now just swung completely into a more positive emphasis on God's love. Now, we know that the early evangelists did mention and did declare the love of God, but also reminded Sinners, that as long as they remained non repentant, they were exposed to the wrath of God and were, in fact, heaping up wrath against the day of wrath. So, we have to have a healthy balance here of why do people need a savior? Why do people need a savior? There is not a there's no unconditional love we need a Savior. We are sinners. And a lot of people come to Christ, possibly and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, possibly coming to Christ and they have absolutely no idea why they're in need of a Savior. So we do have to have that balance of saying, hey, guess what? If you don't know Christ, if you are not in right relationship, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, you are an enemy to God, and we don't speak that way. We don't want to tell people you are God's enemy. You know why you need a savior? Let me put it simply without a savior, you are dead in your sin, you are God's enemy, and you will face his wrath. This is why you need a savior. It is not I want to invite Jesus into my heart. Okay, I invited Jesus into my heart. I am now a Christian. Okay, cuz that's not even in scripture, inviting Jesus into your heart. And why am I still why am I still in all this continual perpetual sin? I'm not saying that we don't continue to sin, but do we fall into sin and find ourselves into in sinful Um, situations or are we just I'm still going to continue to live my life exactly the way I live my life it's because you didn't come to him the right way you don't know why you were in need of a savior because again if you believe in God's unconditional love without any conditions no matter what I do he's going to continue to love me and let me here's the key let me get away with Or God's going to keep giving me and granting me grace and mercy over and over. That's for God to give. I can't tell you that God's going to give you grace and mercy for something that you did. I can't tell you that. Based on the word, he does grant grace and mercy. And he does show us love. And the ultimate love that he showed us is through his son. Jesus Christ, but I can't sit there and pick and choose who he's giving mercy to, who he's giving grace to, who he's giving love to. I, I, I have, I just, I just hope that's all I can say because I have hope, you know, being in the life of Christ, we get to have hope, you know, the world might talk about hope, but we actually get to have true hope. according to the theologian R.C. Spurl, much is said of God's hostility toward much is said of man's hostility toward God. The Bible says we are God's enemies by nature. This enmity is expressed in our sinful rebellion against him. The common contemporary view of this is that we are estranged from God, but he is not estranged from us. The enmity is is all one-sided. The picture we get is that God goes on loving us with an unconditional love while we remain hateful toward him. The cross belittles this picture. The the cross belies this picture, excuse me. Yes, the cross occurred because God loves us. His love stands behind his plan of salvation. However, Christ was not sacrificed on the cross to placate us or to serve as a propitiation to us. His sacrifice was not designed to satisfy our unjust enmity toward God, but to satisfy God's just wrath towards us. The Father was the object of the Son's act of propitiation the effect of the cross was to remove the divine estrangement from us, not our estrangement from Him. If we deny God's estrangement from us, the cross is reduced to a pathetic and anemic moral influence and no substitutionary satisfaction of God. In Christ. The obstacle of estrangement is overcome and we are reconciled to God. But that reconciliation extends only to believers. Those who reject Christ remain at odds and estranged from God. Wow. Have you ever thought about The unconditional love of God? Have you ever thought that this way, that God just loves us unconditionally? There's no conditions. We can just still continue to go on willy-nilly living our lives. This is why some people just take this so lightly. And becoming a Christian is not something that you take lightly comes with a cost and there is a price and there are conditions to it. So it's not that I accept Jesus and then I can continue to live like I want to live. Well, that's really contrary to what the word says. Even what Jesus was saying and the apostles and what scripture actually tells us. So is there unconditional love? I need someone to find that where it just says God loves us unconditionally. Now, we can keep finding translations and translations, and I think the more and more that we do find translations, eventually our translations will start trying to placate to us. And then we can find and then we can read stuff that really isn't truly there. Remember, if you are not a true convert, a true believer, you are an enemy and you are apart from God. You're an enemy and you are apart from God. And you will face His wrath. Now, am I saying I know who will and who won't? I have no idea who will and who won't. I only thing I can say is I hope for myself. I hope for you that you will not face His wrath. So, I've come to the end of another message I want you to have a fabulous day and if you don't know who the true God of the Bible is you can meet him he's there for you this is the reason 365 with Mary Edwards and always remember Jesus is not Just for a season. Jesus is the reason. 365. Have a great day.